Do not make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land. For when they prostitute themselves to their gods and sacrifice to them, they will invite you, and you will eat their sacrifices. And when you take some of their daughters as brides for your sons, their daughters will prostitute themselves to their gods and cause your sons to do the same. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Legion of Michael podcast. I'm your host, Paul Markle. Thank you once again for taking the time out of your day to join me. Coexisting with evil. Can we? Should we? Are we commanded to coexist with evil? Is that a good idea? I don't know. You say, well, no, no, Paul, we, we don't do that. We've actually been instructed many times throughout the, the Bible God has told us, do not coexist with evil, but we forget. We do that all the time. We lose our way. We go astray. And the downfall of the United States of America shall come from the desire to coexist with evil. That is my belief. I look around. I see the world in which we live, and I see the failings, I see the troubles, I see the burning cities, I see people in desperate needs need of faith. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about that today. Let's go back to uh, let's go back to the book of Exodus. If you recall, in the book of Exodus, obviously, God tasked Moses and Aaron, his brother, with leading the Israelites out of bondage away from Egypt, but they kept screwing up. They kept screwing up, and they had to wander in the desert for 40 years. But eventually, they got to go into the promised land. You guys remember that. They got to go into the promised land, and Joshua led them into the promised land. Now, in the book of Exodus 34, God says to the people, Observe what I command you this day. I will drive out before you the Amorites, Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, Perizzites, sounds like something that gets in you. Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites. Be careful not to make a treaty with the inhabitants of the land you you are entering, lest they become a snare in your midst. Rather, you must tear down their altars, smash their sacred stones, and chop down their Asherah poles. For you must not worship any other god, for the Lord, whose whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. And then he goes on to say, Do not make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, for they will prostitute themselves to their gods and sacrifice to them. They will invite you, and you will eat their sacrifices. And when you take some of their daughters as brides for your sons, their daughters will prostitute themselves to their gods and cause your sons to do the same. Coexisting with evil. From the very beginning, we are advised, we are commanded, do not coexist with evil. 
Because when you attempt to coexist with evil, evil will infect your hearts. It will infect the hearts of your sons and of your daughters and will bring them to ruin. You say, but Paul, we, we don't do that in the United States of America. In, in our modern world, we have, we have good churches and, and good people and, and a good government, and we don't try to coexist with evil. Is that true? Have you looked at your calendar lately? Have you looked at the calendar that is put before you? You say, well, what are you talking about? Why on the calendar in the United States of America, why is it filled with pagan dates, with pagan holidays? Why are there days in your calendar? I bet you if you open your phone right now, Look at the calendar that's on your phone, the calendar that was produced for you, that was installed on your phone. And you'll see little stars or little highlights on your calendar. And you open it and you're like, wow, I didn't realize that there were that many holidays. I thought there was only 10 national holidays. No, no. There are holidays and celebrations for pagans and false gods all throughout your calendar on your phone. And you say, well, well, come on, Paul, it's, it's the United States. We, we're, 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 that's okay. We're supposed to what? You're supposed to coexist with evil? What is commandment one? Not commandment 27, not commandment 304. Commandment one, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Yeah, no other gods before me. No Buddhas no Mohammeds, no Allahs, nothing. We don't pray to Gaia. We don't pray to the trees. We don't pray to the earth. We don't pray to Zeus or Hera. There is one God, and he is a jealous God. And, he is, and it's really simple. We have been commanded, you sh- thou shalt have no other gods before me. End of sentence. Not well, and also, it's okay to acknowledge all the other ones. And you say, oh, but Paul, but Paul, I'm not. I'm I'm not. Are you coexisting with evil? Are you giving evil a wink and a nod? And you say, oh, well, well, just because people worship other gods doesn't make them evil. Let's go back to, uh, let's go back to Exodus. Exodus 34, observe what I command you this day. I will drive out before you the Amorites, Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites. Rather, you must tear down their altars, smash their sacred stones, and chop down their Asherah poles. For you must not worship any other god, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous god. Does it say, well... It's okay. Just go ahead and leave up the 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 false idols. You say, "Oh, but 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 what?" But if I speak out against that, if I refuse to coexist with evil, with pagan gods, with false idols, then well then other people won't like me. Other people will say that I'm mean. Or or they will say that I'm intolerant. You guys know a little bit about, do you know about the, the King Solomon? About the story in the history of King Solomon? 
King Solomon was the wisest man to ever live. Wisest king, wisest man. God gave him his wisdom. Unfortunately, Solomon grew old. And in the book of 1 Kings, it says, For when Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods, and he was not wholeheartedly devoted to the Lord his God, as his father David had been. Solomon followed Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. So Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, unlike his father David. He did not follow the Lord completely. At the time, on a hill east of Jerusalem, Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, and for Molech, the abomination of the Ammonites, or the Ammonites, He did the same for all his foreign wives who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. So way back in Exodus, God said, hey, I want you, I'm driving all these people out. Do not take their daughters for your sons. Why? Because if you try to coexist with them, they will prostitute themselves to their gods and they will drag you down with them. All the way back in Exodus, God advised, and what happened to the greatest king of all, Solomon? He was brought down by his wives and their foreign gods. Now the Lord grew angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. Although he had warned Solomon explicitly not to follow other gods, Solomon did not keep the Lord's command. Then the Lord said to Solomon, because you have done this and have not kept my commandments, my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded you, I will tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Nevertheless, for the sake of your father, David, I will not do it during your lifetime. I will tear it out of your hand, of the hand of your son. Yet I will not tear the whole kingdom away from him. I will give him one tribe for your, I will give one tribe (laughs) to your son for the sake of my servant, David, and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. What happened to Israel? If you guys know anything, if you've ever studied or read anything about the time of Solomon, that was the high water mark for the country of Israel, for the nation of Israel. They had the entire country, not just Solomon, the entire country was wealthy and prosperous. They had ships and camels and donkeys. And if you, you know, you go into it, you read it, and people from all over the world came to Solomon. They came to Israel to get the wisdom of Solomon. Unfortunately, they also brought their daughters, and they gave them to Solomon to be his wives, and he loved them, and because he loved them, because he loved his wives, he was willing to turn his back on God the Father. He was willing to turn his back on them and to appease his wives. You see, 
when I say coexist with evil, a lot, a lot of you out there say, oh, no, we don't do that. We would never willingly and purposely coexist with evil. Ladies and gentlemen, if you appease evil, if you excuse evil, you are coexisting with it. And it will destroy you. It will poison you. You cannot coexist with cancer. For either you will defeat that cancer or that cancer will defeat and kill you. There is no coexisting with it. Now, some of you have said, ah, but but Paul, but Paul, aren't we commanded to minister to these other people? Yes, we are. We are commanded to spread the word. Now, when you coexist, when you acquiesce, when you give in to evil, when you say, well, you know, if you... You know, I, I don't believe in murdering infants in the womb or even on the day that they're born. But, but if that's what you believe, then I, I guess it's okay. I don't believe that you should worship money and you should worship power. I don't believe you should worship the state. But if that's what you want to do, well, it's okay. Go ahead and do that. Now, in the book of Matthew, Christ sent his, his disciples out. If you remember... He sent his disciples out, and he said to them, And if anyone will not welcome you or heed your words, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that home or town. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. You say, okay, Paul, well, he told them to go out and to spread the word and, and to spread the gospel to, to the masses. Yeah, he did. And he said, if anyone will not welcome you or heed your words, shake the dust off of your feet when you leave that town. It will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on that day of judgment than for that town. What he didn't say is, well, if they want to worship their gods, their pagan idols, if they want to live in sin, and you bring them the word and they say, no, we don't want that, we reject it, then go ahead and move in with them. Move in with them, take their daughters as your wives, and coexist with them in evil. No, doesn't say that. Now does it? Now does it? Ladies and gentlemen, there are so many warnings. And you say, well, well, this is all about Israel and, and old-timey Israel. And, and that doesn't apply to us today. Does it not? Is not the God of Israel the same God of the United States of America? Is not the same God that in commandment one said, Thou shalt have no other gods before me, the exact same one that we have today? God is timeless. And whether you use the terms Amorites or Canaanites or Israelites, God's people are his people. And that is what we are supposed to be. We are supposed to be his children. And in the Bible, God has given us many. He's sent so many prophets to us throughout the years, throughout the centuries, in the millennia. We've been given prophets. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And one of those prophets was Isaiah. And Isaiah prophesied about the wickedness of Judah. Uh, and he said, in a vision, Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he, the vision, this is the, I'm sorry, Isaiah 1. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the day of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. And I want you guys to listen to this. Verse 2. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its owner and the donkey its master's crib. But Israel, and you could substitute the word Israel for the United States of America. But Israel does not know. My people do not consider a last sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a brood of evildoers, children who are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked to anger the Holy One of Israel. They have turned away backward. Why should you be stricken again? You will revolt more and more. The head is sick and the heart faints. For the sole of the feet, even from the sole of the feet, even to the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed or bound up or soothed with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Strangers devour your land in your presence, and it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. So the daughter of Zion is left as a booth in a vineyard, as a hut in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. Unless the Lord of hosts had left to us a very small remnant, we would have become like Sodom. We would have become like Gomorrah. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me, says the Lord? I have had enough of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or the lambs or the goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required this from your hand? Who has required this from your hand? To trample my courts. Bring no more futile sacrifices, incense is an abomination to me. Now, you say, wow, man. Whoa, that's pretty hardcore. It is pretty hardcore, is it not? And you say, well, 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 Paul, I mean, this is old time. This is long time ago. I mean, uh, Isaiah was talking about you know Jerusalem and Judah in, in, in the land of Israel at that time. He wasn't talking about us today. Was he not? 
Was he not speaking to us over the centuries through the words? Was he not speaking to us? What does he say? He said, your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Strangers devour your land in your presence, and it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. Look at the United States of America around you right now. Your cities are burning. Your country is desolate. Strangers, invaders, devour your land, your treasure. They take your money. They take your food. And why? Why has this happened? Because the United States of America has turned its back on its God. The United States of America has attempted for at least a century or more to coexist with evil, and it has gotten worse and worse and worse every year. Evil comes before us, and rather than confront it and say no and reject it, we say, well, we want to be reasonable. We want to be seen by evil people as reasonable. We want to be seen by the pagans and the godless as reasonable. And so what do we do? Rather than reject it outright and say, no, that is not the land of the United States of America. No, that is not our country. Our country was founded by faithful Christian men and women. We were given this land of opportunity. This land, this country has everything that a, that a community, that a society, that a people could need. Within the borders of the United States of America, we've been given rivers and plains and open fields, forests, minerals, oil, coal, everything we need is here. God gave it to us. We were given this land, and we were given the opportunity to go forward as a faithful people and be good stewards of the land. And what have we done? We got fat and happy, and we allowed the evil to creep into our world. We allowed foreign gods and pagan gods to come to our country and infect us. And even now, there will be people today who claim to be Christians that will say, well, you know, the, the Muslims make some good points. Or the Buddhists make some good points. How does that happen? It happens going all the way back to the book of Solomon, going all the way back to the book of Exodus. And those aren't the only examples. When you say, well, I mean, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? What, if, what has been one of the, the constant themes of this program? God, our Father, knows, ourse- knows us better than we know ourselves. That is why we were given the Ten Commandments. That's why we were only given ten, not 157. Because God knew we needed to keep it simple. Surely, if I only give them ten rules to follow, 
then they can just follow those 10 simple rules. He didn't give us 1,000 rules. He gave us 10 and said, just follow these 10. That's it. That's all I ask of you. Follow these 10. We couldn't even do that. Couldn't even follow those 10. Wow. But there is hope in Isaiah 1. There is still hope for you. And he says, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from my sight, stop doing evil, learn to do good, seek justice, rebuke the oppressor, holy cow, holy cow, seek justice and rebuke the oppressor in the United States of America today. Do we not have oppressors at every turn? Look to your state government. Look to the the infected sewer that is the District of Columbia and tell me there are not oppressors there. Wow. Wow. Isaiah says, if you want to make amends with your God, if you want to have your nation whole again, you need to stop doing evil, learn to do good, seek justice, rebuke the oppressor, obtain justice for the orphans, and plead the widow's case. Ladies and gentlemen, we have turned our backs on our God. What is going on right now, the oppression and the evil, the hatred and the violence that has come upon our country is all because we attempted to coexist with evil. We turned our backs on our God. We violated commandment number one, which is thou shalt have no other gods before me. And we said, well, we can be reasonable, we can be good Christians and also coexist with evil. We can be good Christians, but not judge people because judging people is wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, what is happening right now, and I I strongly believe this. I have been thinking about this. I have mulled this over in my heart for quite some time now. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States of America was, this country was a gift from our God to us. This country has everything that a people could need. We don't need to go outside of this country. We have food and water and fish and fowl. We have everything we need. We can raise grain and cattle we, can, we have the mineral resources. We have the energy. Everything we needed as a people was given to us here in the United States of America. This country was a gift to us from our God. And then we turned our backs on him. We forgot his commandments. We brought pagans and foreign gods into our land, and we decided we were going to coexist with them. 
We allowed evil men and evil women to convince us that it's okay to kill our children, that it's okay to covet our neighbor's property, that it's okay to commit all forms of adultery, that it's okay because, well, if we speak out against it, then people will feel bad, and we don't want to do that. That's the worst thing in the world would be to offend someone. And we're reaping the punishment for that right now. But there is hope. I am here to tell you that there is hope. But it's going to require the good people of this nation to wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from my sight. Stop doing evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Return to God your Father. Beg his forgiveness. Follow his commandments. That is all he asks of you. There is a fight. There is a struggle. And if we wish to retain the United States as a land of God, as a land of opportunity, then we have to do it. Otherwise, he will take it from us like he took the nation from Solomon and give it to foreigners and strangers. Let's close out today with the warrior's prayer. Lord, I come before you seeking the strength and skill to overcome my enemies. Grant me, I pray, the wisdom to recognize evil, the courage to confront it, and the strength to destroy it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.